2: Who knew that peeing outside would create such a stir, Paul? Because well, uh, people like to talk about that. I don't know why we're talking about it. I, I don't want to talk about it. And well, I've peed outside zero times in the last well, year.
3: And look, I realize it's harder for women. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it is harder, and I, and I sympathize. I, I do. But I think, and maybe I'm overthinking this as usual, but I, I think it's the measure of how big an outdoorsman or woman, you are the number of times that out of necessity or convenience, you relieve yourself uh, outside as, you know, I, I think we were meant to do that. I think, Why you know, plumbing. You,
2: let's talk about you. Why would you have to do this? Exactly. You're not hunting. You're not ice fishing because Adam Carter said he peed out to- outside five times this weekend. And I said, please tell me you were hunting. He said, I was ice fishing. I went then on to ask him if he pees in the hole. And he goes, no, I pee in the snow. And he goes, don't ask me about the other way I go to the bathroom outside. I said, I won't because I don't want to talk about this. But- well,
3: yeah, I, no, I, I don't. Look, when, I, when, I'm, out, when I'm out hiking, I, I do a fair amount of, of biking, mountain biking and there aren't always lavatories conveniently located. So, you know, I'll go away from the trail, away from spying eyes. No, my luck, it would show up on TikTok, but I'd say, you know, six to 12 times a year. And I'm not ashamed of that. Um, uh, I don't think I'm hurting anything.
2: But no, again, um, why are you doing this? What are you outside doing that you have to pee outside?
3: Hiking and okay, biking, okay. hiking and biking. Okay. All right. Yeah.
2: Whatever. Uh, we're taking uh, texts, I guess, Here. and calls on this. So the phone number to reach us is 651-461-9226. Well. Uh, how often are you doing it? And I guess, why?
3: <laughs> sure. Here, and here's how. Here's why this came up. I read a story. The Olympic National Park in the state of Washington, which is beautiful park, uh, west of Seattle, it has a huge problem. Mountain goats that are addicted to human urine. Oh. In, now, now let me back up. In the 1920s, Alaskan hunters introduced a species of mountain goats onto the Olympic Peninsula west of Seattle for recreational purposes. There are now more than 700 of these goats. The one thing they don't have access to in this new climate in western Washington, is salt. So increasingly, people attempting to pee in the woods have been confronted by belligerent goats harassing them, trying to lick up salt from their pee and even their sweat. Uh, One poor guy was gored to death by a goat. So park officials have tranquilized and moved some of the goats with helicopters to other uh, areas that are less populated, and uh, they've actually culled uh, hundreds more of these goats, uh, shot them. So the problem is more under control, but but the goats are, are pretty pissed off about the state of things. But that, that's what got me going on this, that addicted to urine, which would be the, a great name for a metal band, um, <laughs> but these, these goats have been harassing hikers, in, uh, in Western Washington state, who were just out trying to pee, trying to relieve themselves. Oh
0: Okay. Now, Paul, I've heard um, I've heard advice for outdoorsmen and uh, campers that it's actually better to urinate on a rock than a tree because it's. I, I think it's common hmm. that animals will come and like that becomes a salt lick for them or whatever. And if right. that's a tree, then they could end up like damaging the tree or eating some of the bark off of it. But if it's a rock, it becomes an effective huh. and healthy.
3: Salt lick for the animals. So next time that's, you're out hiking, choose the rock cool. instead of the tree. I had not heard that, but that makes that makes perfect sense to me.
0: And I finished wow. calculating. I I peed outside uh, 184 times last year. And baby, are you Win- kidding me? Ba- baby Winter is probably at 20 or 30 easily. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, she's good. At, you know, you, you hold the arm, hold the arms, and her Life feet skills. go out in front. And you know,
3: we're we're very good at that. Life
2: skills. Got to got to learn. Got to learn.
3: I. You, you know, the pee-in-the-woods index, I, I think we launched something new and probably unnecessary here on CCO today. But um, well, different people will have different numbers. And when you ask people, big. what's your number? Uh, it, we're not talking sleep number. We're talking your pee-in-the-woods number.
2: Uh, Jimmy Steele has texted us. He says nine times. That's a pretty specific okay. amount of that's times. A, yeah, That's, that's a
3: solid specific. number.
2: Uh, this other texter says, LOL, uh, 365 days a year. I guess they're Whoa. spending a, a lot of time outside. Or don't have indoor plumbing. So w- one or the other. I'm not sure. Um, this texter says, I taught my boy at a very young age when he was outside. He could pee whenever he wanted. But my only rule was had he had, that he had to face the road. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> and you, you don't – hey, Jor. You don't, you don't want to face into the wind do No, if, no. If, if you're a dude. A I lesson mean,
2: you learn once. Wait, no. Well,
0: I agree, teaching your kids the right spot, but not you don't face the road. You find the blind spot. Like everybody that, you know, has, if you have a house, you know the blind spot, right? In the backyard? <laughs> Doesn't everybody do that? You
2: guys, you know, <laughs> sharing it with the world.
0: <laughs> this,
2: this texter writes, easily more than 100 times per year, every year wow. for the past 45 wow. years. There you go. He writes, I am an avid hunter and angler. I, I get it. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, this, text, this texter is asking... Do the times you get arrested count?
3: <laughs> they count. They, they
0: sure it does.
2: Count. They for sure count.
0: Well, you don't do it on, you know, Hennepin Avenue at 1 o'clock on a Saturday night. That's
3: no, the wrong sometimes no. Sometimes you do. Sometimes <laughs> but if you're you out in the woods, just like the bear in the woods, where uh, does hey, the bear Paul, go, anywhere cabin, he wants ice to. Ice
2: fishing 6 to 12 times. There you go. Okay. There
3: you go. That's uh, respectable. Three, three
2: to four times a week. This texter says, think about the school bus drivers. Most of them have a potty cup somewhere on their bus. Didn't think about why that. I always
3: thought that the thermos, you know, once you're done drinking the coffee from the thermos, I mean, it, why wouldn't you use that thermos and recycle? That's gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just being practical.
2: Uh, hey, guys, uh, I pee outside if I'm working in the yard. It keeps the varmints away in the garden. Okay,
3: good there you know. go. Good to
2: know. Uh, that's why you don't kiss the blurney stone. Someone text us. <laughs> oh, learning a lot. Learning a lot. This is is informational, this segment. Uh, Hey, guys, I live in the country. I pee on the ground every day, at least once a day. I save two gallons of water, 14 gallons a week, 48 gallons a month, 567 gallons of precious water a year. Tell Jordana that's why God invented gravity.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Amen. Well, it's water,
2: so I am on board with that. So you dudes, if you want to be outside, for the women, it's a little bit harder. Uh, I get it. Uh, Just one more text and we'll, we'll hit the break. My friend Holly does it probably over 100 times a year, and she can pee over the side of the boat when we are fishing. Oh. She's a keeper.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's the kind you marry. (laughs)
2: That is classic. Uh, Boy, the things you learn on this show, really. That's impressive. have a lot happening. When we get back, okay, we're going to talk money. Pee and money. Maybe not (laughs) me, but just money. Andy Tate is going to join us. We are going to talk about how the war in Ukraine is affecting your finances. Next.
3: Paul and Jordana and DJ, it's Monday. Glad you could join us. Strap yourself in for a wild ride in the markets. I think uh, last week we got a glimpse of what may be coming here in the weeks and months to come. If you have uh, money in the market, even if you don't have money in the market, when we're talking inflation uh, and what comes next, what do we do? Andy Tate always has some great advice. He's a financial advisor with Cahill Financial Advisors and Best Prep. Andy, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Paul. Is there a lot of hyperventilating going on right now with your, uh, your clients? And, and what are you advising them during these, these crazy times with the markets just on a wild ride?
1: Well, very simply put, we've had geopolitical events in the past. We'll have them again in the future. You have to remain calm. So I think the key now is making sure that you're making good, sound decisions, reviewing where your money is invested, how long you plan on having it there, and just remaining calm. That's the main thing right now.
3: Okay. Let's
2: talk about, um, like, interest rates. Is the Fed still planning to adjust those rates uh, in March? What do you think is going to happen?
1: Well, there's chatter that March is going to have a 50 basis point uptick. But, uh, you know, with with the developments over in Ukraine, I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be a little bit lower than that. Oh, so in, uh, with with wartime and this is not going to help our inflation, I can tell you that.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, Andy, I'm, I'm curious. Somebody earlier today uh, set me straight. I was worried about what comes next. I'm always paranoid. But with Putin being increasingly irrational and these sanctions possibly having a spillover effect, not just impacting Russia and Russians, but there may be, you know, black swan events. We can't predict, uh, you know, any of us here in advance. And my question is, should we t- take it easy? Because two years ago, almost to the day, it was a little less than two years ago, the world shut down. And The markets you know when you think about that that should have been uh just a horrible moment for the markets and we had a few bad days but overall the markets found a way to uh to prosper and people who didn't touch their money and kept their money left it alone did pretty well over the last two years so but is it a difference whether it's a pandemic now in the case of uh in russia and ukraine we're talking war and spillover effects are they one and the same it's still risk right
1: it's still risk and and there there's always going to be a new event and so looking at the time frame if we have 20 years it's a different conversation than if we have 20 days and so remaining rational the irrational investor will lose the rational investor has a chance to win and so making sure that when you're going through and looking at your portfolios. Don't be afraid to have some active management or, as some call it, tactical management, as well as passive. And I know, I think two weeks ago, we talked a little bit about exchange-traded funds and how they're inexpensive, which they are. Well, there are some other investments out there that have a team of people behind the scenes helping with the management. And during turbulent times, that could add a little bit more comfort to the to the everyday investor.
2: Andy, I'm seeing uh, that Target employees are going to get a raise. Target announced today, or, or maybe yesterday, excuse me, uh, that they're going to start offering 15 to $24 an hour to its workers. I mean, that's, that's awesome. So good on Target for doing that. But what do you think that will do to local small businesses? Because uh, I was having a conversation with a friend recently who owns a small business who says, look, I know my employees can go make more money at a place like Target or even Amazon. Um, is this trend of upping the minimum wage uh, all in all a good thing?
1: Boy, I think it's been going on for a while. Where did all of our employees go? I know with the baby boomers and the great, uh, the great resignation that occurred in the last year and a half, we're low on people, and so it's going to drive wages up. I think it, it will have some definite uh, trickle-down effect with some of the smaller businesses. I don't know how they can keep up, so I think it is going to have an impact on it. And just to think, it was only a few years ago that everyone was concerned about the minimum wage in Minneapolis. Do
2: that, yeah. That you know, yeah. we were having this debate whether or not the city should raise it, whether it should be, you know, federally mandated a higher minimum wage. Yet the market took care of itself. The, you know, obviously the people had to raise the minimum wage because they're having trouble finding employees. But you know, on the flip side of that, minimum wage employees are experiencing this great boon that they haven't had. Some of these people were making you know maybe eight something. A year ago, and now they could be making at least twenty-four dollars an hour. That's great for minimum wage employees.
1: The the consumer will end up paying for it ultimately. But it, you're right; the it is a wonderful increase. And you know, looking at as spring break, spring breakers are, are we're right around the corner. Uh, we're all going to feel an increase in expenses. I mean, things are going to be more expensive for us. So I think you know, as we go down this path, I think people need to be ready for it. Hey,
3: Andy, I, I want to get back to. Uh, portfolios and right now I mean <clears throat> bond funds certainly money market funds CDs aren't even keeping up with inflation you're you're losing money if you keep money parked in those in those vehicles could you make a case with a straight face uh, that putting money into real estate uh, it might actually be something of a safe harbor during these ups and downs and and somebody told me I don't know if it was you that keeping roughly half of your assets in real estate may not be a bad idea. Uh, Is there any, does that make any sense at all?
1: It does. I I don't know if that would have, that advice would have come from me. I think 50% in any sector is too much. Uh, I like to spread things out a little bit more so. I think using real estate to hedge with a long-term time horizon, I think could be a strategy to consider. You know, one thing I've had a lot of questions on right now with bond funds is if we look at something that needs to be consumed or purchased within 12 months, and the argument for cash, well, cash is zero and inflation's around seven. That's a pretty big spread. But would it be better to have the cash available versus having to sell an investment in a down market to make that purchase? So there still is an argument for cash, even though that the spread is quite wide. And as far as the real estate component, in the long-term time horizon, we're talking 10 plus years, I could definitely see a play. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay.
2: Andy Tate, we appreciate you joining us, thinking about our money, watching over our money. Um, Best Prep Financial Advisor, also with Cahill Financial. And we know your event is tonight. Uh, You guys have a big event tonight at U.S. Bank Stadium. We wish you the best, and please give our love to Bob Cates over
3: there. Absolutely. Bob's wonderful. You got it. Yes, he is. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you, Andy. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three
2: orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. As we mentioned when we started the show, you know, this obviously war with Ukraine, war in Ukraine, excuse me, um, is dominating the news cycle. And what I saw was courage coming out of Ukraine, perseverance, <clears throat> the the no, ba- not never back down, never give up, and and stay with your people from Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. He's just been a symbol of bravery and courage and a model for what a world leader should be when his people are under attack. And despite the tragedy that is happening there, it has unified the world in support of Ukraine. So there are some good news stories. So we want to highlight some of those, some positivity about Ukraine when we return. We are watching the horrors that are unfolding as people are fleeing Ukraine. It is devastating, horrific. Um, I've seen stories on social media where buses of people trying to cross different borders and minorities have been pulled off and they have been told no black people, no brown people are allowed to come in. And that is devastating on so many levels. As the Ukrainian people trying to save themselves, trying to flee a tyrannical leader in Putin, um, destroying their country and their homeland. But there is good news. There is support. There are people coming together to support Ukraine, its leadership and the people of Ukraine. Thousands of people have joined anti-war protests in Russia, despite the fact that doing so could lead to detainment by police, according to Human Rights Watch. Police had detained almost 2,000 people for participating in anti-war protests in 57 cities, including Moscow and St. Petersburg. Uh, some I cannot pronounce, but hopefully we will pray for those people, too, because their morality has overtaken their sense of of um, security. And they are doing the very best they can for the people of Ukraine. We've also heard about Chef Jose Andres. He feeds the world. His Washington-based, he's a Washington-based chef, he's a humanitarian. He has set up mobile kitchens on the Ukraine-Poland border to provide meals for Ukrainians fleeing the Russian in the invasion. He tweeted out, "People of the world, like you, I am distraught watching Ukraine under attack. We must come together for a force of good." World Central Kitchen is of course his organization. He has received 100 million dollars in donations, much of which has has come from uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos in the past year, the money which he is using to create some of these mobile kitchens. That was a great story. I also heard this one, Paul. um, I I saw this on Facebook. There is an organization, a Romanian nonprofit organization that is ensuring that no one crossing the border from Ukraine has to leave their pet behind. Uh, They are finding housing, shelter, and veterinary assistance for all animals—dogs, cats, horses, bulls, cattle, birds, whatever it is—the uh, they are, are guaranteeing the pets' safety as the people have to leave them behind. It is a Romanian nonprofit, Casa Louis mm. I'm sure I'm brutalizing the, the pronunciation of that, but um, what, a, what a beautiful sentiment! Because you know, obviously, pets are family, but that is not at necessarily the highest priority uh, when you are fleeing. For your life. And just let me throw one, another one out for you. Ireland is waiving all visa requirements for Ukrainians. The Minister of Justice, Helene McEntee, has announced immediate lifting of visa requirements between Ukraine and Ireland. It will apply as an emergency measure to all Ukrainians traveling to Ireland. So maybe you don't have the proper documentation. Maybe you never had a passport or any kind of uh, tr- documents to travel abroad. But now, of course, we are they are in a war zone and they need sanctuary. And Ireland is uh, welcoming them with open arms. That is a beautiful sentiment.
3: And I hope we do, too. I hope America welcomes fleeing Ukrainians with open arms. It was cool to see uh, so many bridges and buildings lit up in blue and yellow. The colors of the Ukrainian flag over the weekend to show support, by the way, and, and it's Amazing how countries are coming together like nothing I've ever seen. Switzerland and Sweden were neutral even during World War II. Well, get this. Switzerland is freezing Russian assets, including Putin's personal wealth. Sweden is sending 5,000 anti-tank missiles to Ukraine. Ukraine. Uh, so that's interesting to me. Um, Putin has united the free world, or maybe more than any tyrant since Adolf Hitler. He's brought the West together to a degree that most people in the West didn't think was possible. And the U.S. is urging American citizens to leave Russia immediately, not knowing where this is going. Uh, Airbnb offering free housing to a hundred thousand Ukrainian refugees. So good on Airbnb. Companies are stepping up. Many oil companies are withdrawing their investments. I I noticed that was with Shell and BP. They're no longer working Mm -hmm. with Russian companies for oil extraction. Uh, There's a cyber war going on along with the regular war. 175,000 volunteers have joined Ukraine's virtual cyber army in the fight against russia and keep in mind zelensky the president he was sort of the equivalent of stephen colbert he was the stephen colbert of ukraine and people loved him do you know as a comedian voice,
2: he was the voice of paddington bear in the paddington bear uh movie in, in ukraine he was the ukrainian voice of paddington bear that's sweet
3: that's very cool but you know what he say what you will it's it's just amazing to me that uh I I saw this on Twitter. KGB pensioner loses information war to comedian with a smartphone. (laughs) Of course, the KGB (laughs) pensioner is Putin. (laughs) The comedian with a smartphone is Zelensky. A disturbing report out of the Times of London this afternoon. Russian mercenaries have been ordered to kill uh, President Zelensky. The Wagner Group, a private militia run by one of President Putin's closest allies, flew in mercenaries from Africa five weeks ago on a mission to decapitate Zelensky's government in return for a handsome financial bonus. The fact that he is staying put and basically saying, in your face, we are staying, we are not fleeing, we're going to fight for every inch of our country, you are not going to intimidate us. Somebody said it's the gangster move of the century, you know?
2: Oh my gosh, Yeah. (laughs) yeah, right. He's so brave. I I agree. But yet he is the leader of their country. We would hope that the leader that we elected would fight for us as well. Civilians have already died. 16 children have already been murdered, if not more at this hour. And you would hope that the person that you put into power to serve you would stay and fight for you. That's what you would hope. Because if he leaves, forget it. Then the the city goes to Russia and and then it's done. And worse will happen if that happens. So I, I pray for his safety.
3: Yeah. The symbolism of him staying put mm-hmm. and saying, you're not going to chase me out of the country I love. I mean, it's powerful. I'm going to leave you with this. I can't remember the name of the brewery. There's at least one brewery in Kiev, in, in the Ukraine. They went from putting beer in bottles to manufacturer, manufacturing ready-to-use Molotov mm. cocktails. They've created a chain assembly of Molotov cocktails to to throw at the advancing Russian troops. So it's just, and you hear more and more of these kinds of stories. One of my favorite stories, somebody went out and they changed the signs, the highway signs, and totally reversed them to screw, to mess with the Russians. With the
2: troops? Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a great idea. I don't think
3: they have so Google smart. Maps in those tanks. So smart. And so they they changed the signs and that, and the fact that mm-hmm. they didn't think out the supply chains well enough, and a lot of these tanks and armored carriers have run out of gas. I think the Russians, Putin thought it would be quick. A blitzkrieg, lightning strike. He had no idea what he was up against with, with Ukraine.
2: Faith? And it's a, Faith. It's a
3: symbol. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's 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 redemption. And all they want is what we have. They want democracy. Right. They want freedom. And I pray that they prevail.
2: So do I. It is 445. Mike Max will join us. Wolves play the Cavaliers tonight. We'll talk Wolves next.
3: So Maxi Sports brought to you by the John Schuster Group, Caldwell Banker Real Estate. A couple of uh, themes were covering right now and of course the wolves are playing this evening 5 30 playing the cavaliers tip off six o'clock right here on your wolves channel news talk 830 wcco the wild lost their fifth straight game saturday night falling to calgary by a score of seven to three and and jordana while we wait for maxi i couldn't I'm help here. but notice oh, you know, there he is yeah. hey buddy oh Maxie's there yeah Hey dude, uh thanks for thanks for being there. Appreciate. I just appreciate you. I did, wanted to
4: just listen to you guys, you know, I don't need to say anything when you guys are right on point. <laughs> I don't need to add anything to it cuz you're right well, there.
3: Yeah, good point. Yeah. It, it's in, it's interesting to me uh Putin had the freedom to invade Ukraine and now the rest of the world is canceling Putin and yes. canceling Russia, including the sports world. Yes. Russia expelled from the 2022 World Cup qualifying by FIFA because yep. of the invasion. And we're going to see more of that kind of stuff, right?
4: Well, the NHL took a stand too. the NHL has partnerships with in Russia with uh, digital, and, you know, they're trying to obviously market throughout, especially when you have Russian players like Kirill Kaprizov, uh, you, you want to be able to market them and, and make money in Russia off the mm-hmm. players that you had Ovechkin, the most uh, famous. And he, uh, uh, he is a noted, uh, yeah, I want to say friend of Putin's, but certainly their uh, acquaintances. And, um, uh, so they they have said no 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 more deals with Russia. Uh, we, they, they, those will cease right now. Uh, hmm. No no more events over there that are NHL sponsored. None of that. So that it's happening across the board where you can now. Not all teams. Not all leagues have uh, uh, have that reach into Russia. You know, like the NBA and Major League Baseball would have no real reason to be in Russia other than Russians may watch their games from time to time. But yes, they're taking a hard stance on this and and, and pretty swift to their action. I might add too. Hmm. Yeah. Hey,
2: uh, can we talk a little Major League Baseball? Uh, is there going to be a deal today?
4: No, I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't uh, really checked up on it lately, but as of this afternoon, there was nothing that they were going to announce, which isn't all bad. It means that they're still talking, but there was not, no reason to believe one way or the other uh, that they are heading in a direction. I've been kind of watching from afar on that because we're not down there. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. And that deal, by the way, is artificial anyway because oh. th- that's just what they said. Yeah, we couldn't start the season on time. We don't get something done. If, they, if, if their talks are going well, they could get something done in two days and still be on course.
2: Oh. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if they got
4: the momentum going today. I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. All right. Max, are you doing okay? Doing okay. Getting okay. enough yeah, sleep? No. How about you guys? Enough vegetables? I'm doing that 9 to noon today, and that always gets me. Uh, you start at 7 in the morning, and you finish at 11.30 at night. I don't know so, how you do it, my friend. So that one gets uh, me, you know. I don't know how you
2: do it. You're the best. Oh, what else Maxie. are you working on today?
4: Uh, So what else? Do we, so the Timberwolves play Cleveland yep. right? That's a big game. Uh, Cleveland's pretty good, and they got uh, you know, Kevin Love on the team, but Jamie Bickerstaff, their old coach, is an old gopher, playing for them. And the Wild were had a tough practice today. The old uh, coach yeah. put them through the paces. So lots of stuff going on.
3: Thanks, Maxie. Hang in there, buddy. Mm
2: -hmm. The
4: news is next on CCO.